Hey everyone, welcome to the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Uh, joining me today is the CEO of ZocDoc, Oliver Karaz. Oliver, how are you today? I'm wonderful. Good to be here. Thank you. I'm excited to have you. Uh, I'm sure every one of our audience members knows you, but let's assume there's a couple that don't. So if you could give us a quick overview of your background, then we can dive into to more about ZocDoc. Oh, happy to. So as you can tell by my accent, I grew up in Germany. I started uh, my very first uh, company right out of high school. It was a pre-internet online uh, company back in the day when emails took five days to get from Munich to Los Angeles. At some point, uh, you know, I saw the internet coming and I realized, oh, I have two choices. I can drop out of uh, college and make my company internet ready, or I can sell the company before everyone else sees the internet coming also. Well, I made the great decision to sell it. This is the early, early, early 90s. And uh, that was a great decision because it protected me from too much money too early on in life. You know, a couple of years later, people got millions and millions of dollars just for an idea, leave alone uh, a working, fully bootstrapped business. I had at that point uh, taken sort of my modest gains from the sale uh, and uh, paid my way through med school, was working uh, really, really hard, but uh, realized as I was working as a doctor that my true passion was actually to be an entrepreneur, wanted to start another company, and uh, had also realized at that point that I sold my first one too cheaply. So I said, let's learn something about business first. I, I joined uh, a company called McKinsey and Company, a, a consulting outfit where I thought, well, this is where I get my uh, sort of business education and I get paid at the same time. Uh, that ended up being a lot more interesting than I thought. And so I stayed there uh, for a long time, became a junior partner and, and became a sort of McKinsey's global expert on healthcare technology uh, and started ZocDoc ultimately out of McKinsey when they uh, started to put the golden handcuffs on me. And I just realized I have to start my company now or I will never do it. For, for you, what was that aha moment uh, that made you want to start ZocDoc? So obviously you, you went to medical school, you had the consulting experience that McKinsey offers. Um, what was that period where you're like, oh, I, I, need to, I need to start this. I need to, to dive back into entrepreneurship. Yeah, I, I knew from uh, sort of day one when I, when I left my medical career that ultimately I wanted to start another company. And you know, I think if your question is like, why be an entrepreneur? That, that's such a uh, terrible uh, trade-off when, it, uh, when it's sort of risk-adjusted return on your effort. I think every entrepreneur has their own story, maybe their own chip on their shoulder, why they need to do that. I uh, very positively know it comes from uh, sort of the way uh, I was raised. My, my dad was a social activist in his youth in a, in a country that wasn't very safe. And he got arrested by the Secret Service, uh, tortured. Uh, they broke one of his uh, vertebrae and a bone splinter went to his spinal cord paralyzed both of his arms. And uh, I already ever knew him uh, you know, with paralyzed arms where you could literally see through his hands because they were only bone and skin and no more muscle. And he raised me with this idea that talent breaks responsibility. And, uh, and uh, I sort of have to live up to that example and, and want to change something at a really massive scale. Having said that, you know, like a startup, I think can only really work when it also creates a lot of value for everyone involved because uh you know otherwise you can't get the very very best people to help solve the problem that you're that you're tackling wow what a what a story and and level of like uh 
you know, something that really motivated you to want to, to build, you know, not just be an entrepreneur, but build these, these great businesses. Um, you know, obviously ZocDoc is, ZocDoc's a household name. I, I have to go pretty far for someone not to hear of ZocDoc. Um, and, I'm you know, kudos, right, <laughs> um, it's, uh, I'm I'm super excited for for what you and the team have built over there, and I know. So let's let's go through kind of how the company started, what it looked like at the beginning, and then I know you went through a a, a pivot during the pandemic. Let's also address that because um, I think it's important for entrepreneurs out there that are listening uh, to to know that pivoting is is part of the the entrepreneur journey, and not pivoting is what can end up killing your your business. So would love to hear kind of. What what Zocdoc looked like in the beginning days and then uh, post pivot. Absolutely. So the the fundamental insight uh, behind Zocdoc is that it was just too hard for a patient uh, to find a doctor. Right from the time they pick up uh, the the phone and dial for doctors till they actually see a doctor, it's nearly a month. Right, and there's not another industry where if you are going to spend good money, you have to wait a month to actually get access to this. And healthcare is maybe the most important one. Now, when we set out and said, well, we want to solve this problem, uh, everyone uh, told us, yes, but there's a shortage of doctors and uh, and therefore everyone will have to wait. There's not really a solution to this. And our contrarian insight at the core of Zocdoc was, no, no, there are last minute cancellations. There's no shows, there's no schedules. There's a hidden supply of healthcare that if you just make it findable, uh, you can create a win-win, you know, where the doctors are going to be better off because their perishable inventory is, gets uh, gets utilized, and the patients are much better off because they can see the doctor uh, much much closer to the time that they actually want to, and and that's uh, ultimately I think the the win-win that's at the core of Zocdoc, and that's really the thing that worked from day one, and we've been very quickly able to sort of shorten the time. Uh, from uh, to see a doctor from like the roughly a month that it takes you when you use the phone to 24 hours or less, you know, in in, in all the markets where we have a significant footprint. And, and today, you know, the nearly all appointments happen within 72 hours. And uh, and you know, if it's not the same day, it's most of the time the patient's choice uh, as to why that that happens a little bit later. Now um, that sounds like oh, this business worked from day one. But as you said, that was absolutely uh, not the case. It worked in the sense that we had a great value proposition for the patients. And, and we've spread without uh, really any material marketing, uh, you know, from patient to patient, just because we made a very, very cumbersome uh, process much, much easier. But uh, where it didn't work is for the doctor, you know, because our initial model was to charge a flat subscription fee where every doctor would pay us the same amount no matter whether they got 10 uh, new patients from us a year or 10,000. And, and as you uh, may imagine, when the value creation is so incredibly uh, distributed, but you charge everyone the same price, you're charging nearly everyone the wrong price, either too much or too little, right? And it turns out that uh, that uh, business model uh, had unsustainable uh, unit economics. Now, it took us... Uh, a while to actually react to this uh, for a host of reasons. But uh, once we once we had that insight, we realized, no, we need to find a way to make it uh, you know, more frictionless for providers to join so that we can offer even more patients the choice they want and that we can uh, make it so that uh, providers actually pay 
for value that we deliver. Uh, so uh, there, you know, it's it's a it's a win-win in every scenario. And so that was a uh, that was a major undertaking because we we did this pivot when we were already at scale uh, with the old business model, and it was uh, it was a multi-year journey uh, to get uh, to a model where we are today, where we charge every provider you know per new patient booking. Um, and I'm happy to go into what sort of went into the pivot, both in the decision making uh, and and in the actual execution of it, if that's helpful. Yeah, I would I would love that because I was obviously a, a huge fan of of Zocdoc even before the pandemic, and then you know the pandemic came out of nowhere and it affected a lot of businesses. Um, but you you quickly pivoted. So let's let's talk about what that. Let's also talk about the aha moment. <laughs> around, hey, we need to pivot or we could be hurt here. Uh, I think that's important. And, and how quickly did that moment happen? So that's, a, that's super interesting. And the pandemic is maybe uh, an, an easy example to see that because we, we had to go through two pivots uh, ultimately, right? The first one was the business model transition where we went from the flat fee subscription to a per usage, if you want to, uh, model. And that was actually finished uh, in December of 2019. And we had you know a great January, a great February 2020, and then uh, you know the pandemic came, and with that utilization drops of 70, 80, 90 percent in the initial weeks of the pandemic. So uh, you know that was probably the worst time to have just migrated on a use uh, usage based model when when usage just drops away because no one wants to go and see uh, the doctor uh, physically. Because revenue dropped so much and so quickly, the need to pivot was. Uh, very obvious to everyone. Now, which direction to pivot, I think, is a much more difficult question. And we had meetings uh, with the board twice a week you know, when, when our revenue was uh, was sort of disappearing. And, and there were, was obviously the solution to say, well, you know, we need to right-side the staff uh, to make sure that we, we also uh, take our expenses down uh, in sync with, with the revenue. The other option uh, was obviously to say, no, we, we bet on ourselves and we think that we can offer something on the Zocdoc marketplace that uh, that has value in the pandemic. Now we uh, chose the, the latter path, uh, and we decided to bet on telehealth as something uh, that we can add very quickly to the pandemic, uh, to the marketplace. You know, during the pandemic, and so within weeks, uh, we had over ten thousand providers offering their services through telehealth uh, on the Zocdoc platform, and, and sort of revenue started uh, to return, and we actually were able to eke out. Uh, a, a growth in, in 2020, despite uh, sort of an initial wipeout in, in Q2. Um, and, and that's uh, sort of a, an ongoing point of pride, even though telehealth uh, per se uh, is, is sort of uh, only a supplemental service at this point. It's clear that patients have a strong preference for uh, for in-person visits now that the pandemic has sort of receded. But it, it just speaks to the point that when there is a disruption happening, to your business where the economics and, and, and the mechanics don't uh, make sense anymore, you need to very quickly understand what your options are, which one you're betting on, and then go very resolutely to make that happen. And, and we were, uh, I think, blessed with a, with a team that you know didn't get bogged down in worries, but were ready to, to execute and, and had that resilience to do that in the face of a major disruption to the business. Yeah, your team moved pretty swiftly. I, I remember kind of following the whole uh, progress because um, I, I, I'll go on ZocDoc from time to time, 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you why initially. It was not probably for the reason you even built the platform. Uh, your platform is so aesthetically pleasing. Um, <laughs> I, in in your resources, like your um, list of like the insurance carrier, like you put together some really good resources that also drive people to to the website. So I mean, kudos to you and the team. Um, you you have a great marketing team. Um, they put together some on. great materials. Um, well, I, I so think so you, too. You, but you, I'll, I'll pass on your compliment. <laughs> I, I yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I know they'll appreciate it, right? That's that's the type of feedback I always like to hear uh, as well. But uh, yeah, so I mean, you 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 really executed this pivot better than I think many companies, um, which speaks to obviously uh, you and your team's uh, resilience. So kudos to all of you again. Um, what, what I want to focus on now, Oliver, is what's next? You know, a lot's happened over the last couple of years, the pivot, uh, getting everything, you know, rolling. W- what's next for the company that you're really excited about and you're, you're willing to share here today? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think that ZocDoc obviously has enormous value, you know, for patients uh, to find their doctor, enormous value for doctors to make sure they're fully utilized. But I think our uh, calling to give power to the patient actually enabled, uh, you know, requires us to be the connective tissue in healthcare, where we, you know, are not trying to replace the doctor or replace the payer or replace the practice management system, but be kind of the glue that makes all of these things work more tightly together. And so you've seen us obviously historically, uh, you know, writing all uh, these integrations into the doctor PHR. We have now a very broad set of integrations working with everyone who has even a fraction of a percent of market share and uh, we are starting to make this available to third parties. So we, in the summer, uh, released uh, a, a brand new product, really the first uh, new product offering in years, uh, uh, our uh, software for developer offering, where now third parties can tap into all the technology that we've built, you know, are able to uh, sort of essentially get all the building blocks, the Legos from which we build Zoctor.com and build integrated into their own applications and, and make their own uh, ideas of reality without having to worry about uh, you know all the uh, lack of interoperability uh, between the different uh, you know practice management systems that doctors use. Well, I'm super excited for what you continue to do at ZocDoc and beyond, and uh, really excited to see you at the HLTH conference in in Vegas uh, coming up. That'll be that'll be a lot of fun. A lot of uh, so much networking in a, in a short period of time um, and a lot of content, right? Um, but thank you so much for, for coming on the podcast. Once again, I really appreciate it. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Good to be here and uh, appreciate uh, you inviting us. Thank you.